Welcome to That's the Word, wholesome tales for the whole family. I'm Father James Yamauchi. Today's story, A Common Language. The enemy was taken completely by surprise. They were eating lunch totally unprepared for the attack. When they realized what was happening, most of them dropped their food and ran. Some were wounded, some were killed, most were captured. In the midst of all the fighting ran the chaplain. At this particular battle, there was not much for him to do. The town was soon well in hand. Once the shooting stopped, he began to explore the town. Spying a building with a big red cross on it, the chaplain rightly assumed that it was a hospital. At the door were two nurses and a doctor. The chaplain went up and tried talking with them but they did not speak his language and he did not speak theirs. He tried to indicate that he was a chaplain pointing to the white cross on his helmet and making the sign of the cross. Seeing the sign of the cross, the doctor and nurses took out their blessed medals and rosaries the chaplain took out his stole and they kissed it reverently. They did not speak the same language, but they understood these symbols. Pointing to the north, they somehow indicated that the church was in that direction. The nurses set out, gesturing for the chaplain to follow. Through winding streets and poor houses, they made their way until finally they arrived at the church. The inside of the church was a wreck. When the city was invaded, the priests had fled to the mountains and the sisters had disappeared. The people were not allowed to go to church. The enemy had destroyed every piece of art in the building. However, the altars were still intact. News spread quickly that there was a priest in town. The next morning, at 9 a.m. sharp, the chaplain began Mass. By then the people had cleaned up the church. All the debris was gone. It was the first Mass for these people in nearly three months. While the chaplain celebrated Mass, he was assisted by two of the local boys. They did not speak his language, 
and he did not speak their language, but their Latin was perfect. At the altar, they had a common language. At the rail, soldiers and locals knelt together and received communion. Now we have a father again, the people told the chaplain. Sadly, he could not stay. The front and the war were moving north, and he had to go with his men. However, even in the brief time they were together, the faith of these people stuck with him and his soldiers. For him and his men, being Christian was a natural way of life. These people had suffered serious persecution for months for their faith. In a few months, this chaplain's faith would be tested. Captured by the enemy, he was held in a prisoner of war camp where disease, starvation, and torture were commonplace. The enemy worked ceaselessly to turn the prisoners against their country and against their God. But this chaplain stood fast, stealing food for the weak, caring for the wounded, and leading prayers in defiance of his captors. He kept the faith to the end, dying halfway around the world from his home and family. Strengthened by his example, his men held together and held fast to God. They brought his story back when they were finally released from that North Korean prison camp and returned to America. The story of the U.S. Army chaplain, recipient of the Medal of Honor, and Catholic priest who had celebrated Mass in Ansong for his American soldiers and recently liberated Korean locals named Father Emile Capon. And for this week, that's the word. The topic of today's story was suggested by Lucia or Lucy. We have both written down for some reason. So pretend like we said the right one. Thank you for that listener's suggestion. The listeners always give us great topics for stories. I do get a little nervous. I don't know if John Peter knows this. When I do the pronunciation with certain things, and this also includes Father Capon's name. Yes. Apparently, it is, in fact, pronounced Capon, not Capon. Accounts differ as to which bishop messed up the pronunciation of Father Capon's name and led to the high school being pronounced Capon. The high school that's 
in or near his hometown is called Capon High School, or I think it's now Capon Assumption. I think they merged with another school. But that's led to most people in that hometown thinking that his name is Capon, when it's actually Capon. That's the pronunciation the White House used when they gave him the Medal of Honor. The story was very much taken directly from Father Capon's letters. And one of the observations we included was his observation that at the altar, these Koreans who did not speak a word of English and himself who didn't speak a word of Korean had a common language before God. But it goes beyond the Latin. There's also the symbols such as the priest stole that Father Capon presented, which is a symbol of the authority that the priest has to act in the person of Christ the head. You also have the blessed rosaries. And there's just so many things in our faith that provides a common language that expresses two of the marks of the church, that our faith is one. And it's Catholic because it's universal, not just across space, in the sense that I can go to a different country and see the same faith in practice, but also across time that at different points of history, we can look and see that there is the Catholic Church by how the people pray, by how the people celebrate the liturgy, by how the people live their lives, even by just making the sign of the cross. Now it's trivia time. Last story's trivia question was, what are the second and third precepts of the church. The answer is, you shall confess your sins at least once a year, and you shall receive the sacrament of the Eucharist at least during the Easter season. While this is the precept, the church is also laying out the bare minimum. It's not to say you should only confess your sins once a year. Just like it doesn't say you should only receive the Eucharist at least during the Easter season. It should be something we do throughout our lives because our relationship with Christ should not be based on obligation, but truly on love. This story's trivia question is, what is Father Emil Capon's hometown? That question again, what is Father Emil Capon's hometown? If you think you know the answer, email us or contact us on social media and let us know. If you enjoy That's the Word, please share the word. You can see the story extras for this story, A Common Language, at thunderrock.org, where you can see pictures of Father Emil Kapan in Korea. Thunderrock.org is also where you can sign up for our weekly newsletter and where you can find our social links and our email if you have any feedback or story ideas like Lucia. Thanks for listening, and join us next Wednesday for another wholesome tale for the whole family.